Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Friday, December 23rd, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got the latest on the Omni. Number two, top takeaways of the January 6th committee report. And number three, some information on DOJ blocking access to Congress on Trump's Mar-a-Lago documents. All right, Jake, welcome to the final edition of the Daily Punch 2022. Pretty exciting stuff here. Yeah, thank you. It is very exciting. Um, You know, this is our last regularly scheduled edition of the year. I say that because who the hell knows what will happen today or next week that might require a special a special edition newsletter. But um, yeah, we will be there it. if needed. We will be there. We've made it through another year. <laughs> uh, well, let's get into it. As you, as you alluded to, we have the Omni uh, looking, hopefully optimistically, uh, that it is going to be passed by the House uh, later today. I got delayed with the hang up of just kind of the technical corrections and adding in some of the amendments on, that were passed in the Senate side. But it doesn't appear that this is going to be you know anything dramatic today, right? Shouldn't be. Uh, so what happened yesterday is the Senate passed the Omni and then basically it took it took longer than expected to get the bill over from the Senate to the House. They had the the how the Senate clerk basically has to um, read the bill line by line, make sure it comports with the agreement that they cut and then insert the amendments into the bill and then engross it. Which means it's all it's a long way of just saying that it takes a while to get the bill from the from the Senate to the House. Uh, we heard yesterday it might not be over to the House by until noon today, in which case um, it could run up. It could butt up right against Christmas Eve, quite frankly. But ho- they are hoping that um, uh, it comes to the House by nine. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, no one's here. I mean, everyone is going to be voting here, proxy. Jake. You're going to be there, but there's not a lot of members of Congress here. I'm going to be there. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I am going to be there, I guess. <laughs> um, but I mean, they are not going to take up an hour of debate uh, on, you know, the whole thing. Um so, you know, um, it is a very it's been a very long road. This should pass the House quite easily. Um, and then we are on to uh, uh, a week long recess and then the 118th Congress. I want to talk about one quick thing on this, which is the, the one of the wild cards, right? Not just the timing of when exactly does the bill come over from the Senate and, you know, who's going to take up, do they take up the hour or not? But is the, the really, what does Kevin McCarthy do, right? He has been really pretty aggressively uh, pushing against this bill, threatening, you know, Senate Republicans if they've supported this, that he wasn't going to be supporting their measures. He has the opportunity to take the magic minute, which, of course, is that that of the leader can can speak for as long as they want. We've seen him as well as Speaker Pelosi use that in, ter- in terms of kind of the theatrical uh, portion of of this where, you know, you know, the end game is, is what's going to happen, but they can speak for hours. Um, it doesn't look like that's, you know, he's going to be breaking any time records, but certainly he's going to take this as an opportunity to pretty forcefully make his opposition to the measure known. Even though McCarthy benefits from the passage of an omnibus because he doesn't he doesn't have to deal with funding until September, he is not. Um, he d- says he doesn't want one, and I, I take him at his word. Uh, he he says he wants to 
do a funding package at the beginning of next year uh, when he has more leverage. I, I get that, but um, no one else in the Capitol seems to agree with him. Uh, I can't imagine he's going to talk for a long time, but he'll talk. I mean, he'll definitely talk. And, um, and uh, you know, this is all part of his quest to get 218 votes. I mean, let's be clear here. Um, so, um you know, I that's kind of the dynamic that we you should be thinking about when you see McCarthy on the floor. All right, let's go on to the number two story of the morning, uh, of course, which is this January 6th uh, panel report that is finally uh, has come out. We expected it a little bit earlier in the week, and uh, that, that dropped last night at 10 p.m. at a hefty 845 pages um, and, and some really key recommendations here, one being that Trump never hold office again, Jake. Um, that's a pretty uh, dramatic recommendation certainly um coming on uh you know as beyond just the fact that they've referred sent a criminal referral to the justice department urging federal prosecution of trump um but but there's a lot in this report in terms of you know what they want publicly to do things that they want congress to do and just overall recommendations yeah um you know they kind of missed the opportunity to have trump not the january 6th commission committee but congress um the way to ensure he doesn't hold office again is to convict him in an impeachment trial. Um, they didn't do that. Or again, not the January 6th committee, but the institution in Congress. Um, this thing is written like a book. I'll concede. I did not stay up all night reading, um, 845 pages. Uh, but I did skim it last night. I read at it, as I say, um, there are a lot of details like there, it, we already know most of this stuff because the January 6th committee was very um, thorough, <laughs> quite frankly. And um, uh, but there are a lot of details and recommendations. I mean, make the the electoral counting electoral college counting a national spe special security event. That's one of the key recommendations, which I find interesting, um, make it, which would allow, you know, the federal government to protect it much better. So there's a lot of interesting stuff in here. I, um, I, it's going to be dissected a thousand times between now and the next couple days. You know, listen, I am surprised. I mean, they had to get this thing to the printer. It took a while, um, to get it printed, dropping it on, December 22nd, you know, kind of ensures that it's not going to get a ton of attention because Christmas is around the corner. But um, we have to say the January 6th committee is one of the most successful committees we've ever covered before. Yeah. And our own our colleague, John Bresnahan, uh, did a really great item pulling out some interesting I, I found some really interesting nuggets in terms of just the, the pressure campaign that Trump and his allies uh, engaged in between November and January, um, you know, pressure, you know, calling, you know, 200 apparent acts of pressure to state and local officials. Um, so really encourage you to read that in this morning's Punchbowl News AM newsletter. And Jake, let's move on to the number three, uh, DOJ blocking Congress's access to Trump Mar-a-Lago documents. Uh, the, the Senate Intel Committee and congressional leaders wanted to uh, see these highly classified documents uh, that were seized at his Mar-a-Lago estate. And now uh, they're saying the DOJ is saying no, which has alarmed top Democrat and Republicans on the powerful panel. 
big scoop from Andrew DiCidario, one of our, our new colleague and also our old colleague who we worked with at Politico. Um, but uh, he caught up with Mark Warner and Marco Rubio and um, got the news that DOJ is not allowing the Intel Committee this information. They've been requesting it for a long time. This is going to be a flashpoint going into the next Congress between Rubio Warner and the Department of Justice because uh, Congress thinks they need this information and they have a point here. I mean, I understand there's a criminal investigation, but um, Congress feels strongly about its its uh, assertion of power in situations like this. All right. With that, we'll wrap it up. Thank you so much for listening over the past year. We really appreciate it. I think it's one of the this is one of the the more fun things that Jake and I do most days talking about the top stories. And we hear from a lot of you uh, when when we see you in public uh, that you like what we're doing here, which we really appreciate. Can't say thank you enough. Leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. Have a great day. Stay safe and we'll see you in the new year. Thanks so much.